Hello and welcome to Inside Sports Denning Goal Podcast. My name is James Smith. I work at Inside Sport Magazine. Um, a bit of a special uh, treat for uh, our listeners this week. Um, we've come across some not lost tapes, but tapes that we always thought um, were going to be uh, null and void and not really um, not really possible to work with anymore. And uh, uh, once we've discovered that. Uh, we, um, that we'd be able to share them, uh, we got straight onto it and uh, and decided to make this podcast up. What it is, um, I, I had the pleasure uh, in February 2017 to sit down with four um, of the absolute legends of the game. It was Paul Langmack, uh, the Wynn brothers, uh, Peter and Graham, and um, Laurie Daly as well. Um, we all met up at the Dry Dock Hotel in Balmain and uh, basically just talked rugby league, um, classic 80s and 90s rugby league, their highlights, their greatest memories, what each of those uh, legends thought of the game these days and, um, and plenty more. Um, it was all thanks to classic sportswear. Um, as you know, uh, classic, uh, the, the classic heritage range um, of jerseys is uh, still popular. You see them at footy grounds. Uh, even to this day, um, sometimes they seem even as popular as as the um, modern um, jerseys. You know, with the collar and, and and the distinctive greens and and um, blue and gold, etc. So, so that was um, that was the that, that's the context of of this uh, uh, roundtable conversation that I was lucky enough to to have. Um, absolute career highlight. And they were all absolute um, sports about the whole thing. We got them dressed up in the uh, old jerseys of, of their playing days and, and had a lot of fun. So that's um, going to be the, the basis of this week's episode. Um, I'll, I'll kick things off. Uh, you, you'll hear my voice um, in the background for you know some interjections. Um, I didn't actually have a sound mic on, so uh, my voice is going to be uh, not not as clear as the other as the other fellas. So I'll I'll keep. Um, interrupting with um, with the question that, that I asked them to, uh, to to kick off the topic, and uh, hopefully that ro- rolls along smoothly. So um, I, I started off by asking each of the blokes um, what they're up to these days, and uh, yeah, whether they, they are still love their footy. So dig in. Uh, I work for Carlton United Brewers, um, which is a big major sponsor of the rugby league with VB in. Uh, State Origin in the uh, Open Comp. Uh, also, I'm tied up with St George, uh, Repside, the Daphne's Cup, and, and SG Ball ABC then, and did a bit of recruitment on juniors for St George. Uh, and also tied up with the local free club, uh, Guy Grillers, who won the Comp last year. Okay. <laughs> I used to be a 70 maths teacher and uh, taught in Sydney from 79 right through until about 1987. And I left teaching to go and have a business in Parramatta called Peter in School. You don't school here? Don't have a cabinet. That's it, yes. That's a bit. That probably consumes most of your time, and um, obviously, give an opportunity to watch as much football as I can. Yeah, involved with the State of Origin, New South Wales State of Origin team. Um, been there, oh, this is my fifth year. Um, do a little bit of work for Fox Sports and, and Channel 7. Um, watch a lot of football. Uh, still um, in love with the game, and um, it gets better and better. I work at New South Wales Rugby League, uh, help them with corporate events and uh, enjoy my time there in, in football. 
I'm also an ambassador for Chris O'Brien Lifehouse, which I raise money for cancer and for uh, the professors there. And on the 4th of February, I'm jumping out of an aeroplane to raise money for them. Uh, Peter Wynn School's uh, giving me 5000 so my budget, my target was $1,000. I've already raised 10000 bucks, And then I've got the Mardi Gras on in uh, March, and I'm um, the colleague of the Mardi Gras for Rugby League. I put together the float, and it's really cool. He's, yep. just, he's just trying to find a parachute now because no one's going to give him one. So that's really good. Five grand. Five thousand. Doesn't say enough. We'll get to the eighty-six grand final later. What are your best moments ever? My next question, question to the guys was: uh, What are the dominant, most vivid memories um, that come flooding back when you put on the jersey of your playing days after all these years? I think when you put a jersey on for the start of the season, it's very exciting. You've got through the off-season, you just can't wait to get out there and play, play the game. And um, it's always a thrill to put the jersey on. And at the last game, when you take it off, you lament or you, you, know, you state because you might have won a grand final. But when you take it off, you look at the jersey and think about the season that could have been. Because uh, there's so much as a tail in putting this jersey on. You're representing your team, you're representing your mates, you're representing your, your local community in those days, the blue and gold. And it's, a, it's a great buzz to be able to put it back on again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think the, you know, the most exciting time when you put this jersey on, when I did, was uh, when I made my first grade to do back in the, in the 79 against Manly. And then, I think that's a big plus for anyone who's made their first, first grade to do. You're that excited, you can't wait to get the jersey on. You know, and that's, uh, I think that's a big plus for everyone. Yeah, no, I, uh, well, it brings back memories uh, when you put on the old jersey. Obviously, jerseys have changed now since we, we played. Um, but it's good, you know, you're, you're very proud of the club you played for. You still support the club that you played for. Uh, you want to see them do well, and um, for me, um, it's exciting because we're going to this year. The Raiders uh, genuinely believing that your chance of winning the comp was, I reckon, for the last 15 years, I haven't really thought like that. Um, you're just hoping your team's going to do well, whereas this year you actually believe that you know they, they can win the comp. So that's a, that's that's quite exciting for for an ex-player and a supporter of the, of the club. Yeah, it's proud. you're just proud to be part of, say, Bulldogs. Because a um, successful club. Uh, I wear it every Mardi Gras on the float. No, I do, because it's a badge of honour. I do. Raylan Castle's come on the Mardi Gras, um, and everyone wears their, their badge of honour at the Mardi Gras. So I wear it every Mardi Gras because people identify the Bulldogs. Um, they identify the Dragons, the Parramatta's, and the Canberra's because they were successful. And... Um, the people who are, say, growing up in the 70s and, and the 80s follow St. George, Parramatta or Russell Balmain because we were successful. Yeah. And then the 90s of Canberra and the Broncos, where the young kids these days um, follow the teams that are winning. So there's a lot of Sydney kids probably follow Melbourne now, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, where people in management in our age group, a lot of them go for the Bulldogs, they're everywhere. Yeah. And South Paramount supporters you can find that. Yeah, the Cotton Jersey too. It's thick and what they are now. A lot cooler. Yeah. Loose, aren't they? What about the collar? Yeah. What, about, what, about the collar? <laughs> what about the collar? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Tuck the collar in and that. Awesome. So all of our players um, spent long periods playing with the one club. Uh, is there such a thing as club or team spirit? Or is that just a, a mystical thing that seems to materialise whenever a team is winning? You feel it. You feel it. And I think, um, for me, all the successful teams that you're a part of, one thing that stands out is the camaraderie. Yeah. And you, you have fun and, and it's, and it's in, enjoyable. Um, the years that you're not doing well, 
you don't have as much fun no. and you don't have it's as... Tough. Yeah, and it's, and it's tough. And it, with a bunch of blokes who don't get on, is it just... Oh, it's, I think it's difficult. I think you've got to have good camaraderie. Mm. And it's actually, if, if you have good camaraderie, I reckon that's a it's very. A, good it's tip. actually a fluke, in the sense of uh, it's just luck to win a grand final where a bunch of blokes get together, have complementary personalities. Like you're not best mates, but you're best mates, footy mates. Like there's some blokes you play with, you, you love them as a footballer, as a mate. You know what I mean? So that it's just luck that you can. Um, your personalities can gel mm. and look at each other in the dressing room and go, yeah, mate, you got to smash in today. You don't have to say anything, you know. I think it was Sadie when you put the Jutlis jersey on for the first time, it's all about wanting to win the grand final, you know. Yeah. So the blokes that you're playing with, you assume they've got the same ideas and the same thoughts. I know everybody that I played with at the time, I know Sadie, we, were, we just want to win, a, win the premiership. And as the year went on, mm. you just keep pushing yourself. And at the end of the day, you win the grand final, and at the end of the day, you don't. And when you take that jersey off for the last time, it's like so you think about the season that could have been. You know, and and, and have all the guys around you think the same way. You know, they're, they're disappointed if you don't get there and do it. Paul said it's luck to win a grand final. It's a lot of hard work as it goes. Now, what I mean is, like, I was talking to a guy today and saying how the world's kind of changed and so sort of sport with high performance and all that. Is that, I mean, I said to him, what about Terry Lane used to say, train hard, play hard, party hard, you know? And, and, Party up means like sticking together after a game. When I played the Bulldogs, when we won, we'd go up the bull, bullfrog, we'd put on free food and drink, and we'd be there together, right? And not getting drunk, we'd be there together, and family were there, and, and Dale Brayman was chasing Shirley's at the Johnny's at nightclub and all that. But we all stuck together, you know what I mean? And that's what, I think it'd be very harder, it's much harder today, because like they're, dead, they're under the microscope, people taking photos on, they can't do anything. And, um, that's all gone out of, of the camaraderie's heart. I reckon it's harder. Like you, you're a state of origin coach, so at the moment, is that they're just they're di- different makeup. The players, oh, it, it, they're oh, yeah, yeah, different it's, society. It's, 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 yeah, they all got the same goal. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. Where when Warren Ryan come to Canterbury, you, you have to go to the pub Tuesday, Thursday night. You got fined, mm. right? But and you have to drink. No, just but yet you got there. That, no. The place would be full good, and then be playing cards no. and, mm. and that. Yeah, so maybe they're just stuck together. But with those, with those successful years you have, the friendships you create, yeah. you maintain for the rest friends of your life. Friends of life. Friends yeah. of life, you know, like you might not see a bloke for two, three years, it just feels like yesterday, you know, because yeah. you become so close yeah. to each other. Yeah, it makes you play against, too, yeah. when you see them. But I reckon one thing that stands out when you win a comp is how enjoyable the year is. Oh, yeah. 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 You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and you notice it as you go through the year when you're building momentum, our training's yeah. easier and you're happy and you're having fun. How and, hard is it when you're losing? And when you oh, lose, yeah. it's completely... And you lose that sort of spirit yeah. and yeah. sense of sticking together. Yeah, right. It's hard when it's when you're doing it tough to be all in the same boat yeah. rowing together. Yeah. Like at the end of the year, we used to have a season trips and a lot of reward for the year. So you're doing it away as a mate. So that, that reinforced the spirit within the club itself. No. No, I, don't no, think that that no, I don't think so. I think no. in the old days, you'd hold... Like 23s, reserve yeah. grade, first grade, you'd all go, so you'd have 20 to 30 blokes. Which was 45 players yeah. over the Rio. Yeah. Yeah. So nowadays yeah, you probably have Ronald three Biggs. or four. Ronald Biggs. Biggs. The great Ronald Biggs. <laughs> the great Ronald Biggs. Well, when I was a Paramount Junior. Paramount Junior, why did you sign for Paramount? Because Canterbury and St George offered the same amount of money. <laughs> this, and I used to go and watch Canterbury play with my old coach from Oberon. Um, uh, he, he took me to every Bulldog team game, he stood behind the goalposts when I was 14, 15, showing angles and. It was unreal. Skull. No, no, no. 
Um, and at the end of the day, it was I went to Canterbury. Two reasons: one's because they gave you a scholarship to go to uni. Two, they had the best trips away. Right? <laughs> that is true. They went to South Africa, everything. So my first year went there in '83. Bullfrog said, "Right, oh, from now on, if you don't make the final of the uh, midweek comp or the grand final, there's no trip away." And we got beaten in the final by Parramatta, so I didn't go. Right, so I was filthy, bro. But it was. And then we won the comp. We went away. We won the comp. We went away. Then we, you won. Then we still went away. And yeah, it was. You had to make the grand final, or there's no trip away. Well, that so, was, now that was always, always there. There was yeah. no doubt, whatever you did. Now, success matter. is demanded. That's why yeah. we, we're still working okay. on you guys. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fundraise for you. See, like, like what you said, um, your mates, when you're in grand finals, your mates forever. Like, yeah, you catch up, you might catch up for a year or two years, but yeah, how are you mate? And, and that. Um, but, like, your mates are the blokes you played with. Like, you love the battles, you know? And, uh, like, I remember Winnie. I used to hate him when I played him because he bit me, he gouged me, he did all this stuff. Then he ended up playing for West with me, and he's one of the best players you've met. Isn't that true, Woody? Uh, two years I had to put up with you all the way in the car. It's true. I used to say hello to him, but I saw you on the train and say goodbye. Then we got a wordy. So the next question was about uh, the Tina Turner, simply the best era. Um, it looked uh, like an exciting time to be playing the game. Did you all sense back then that the game was changing slightly as far as the professional and show business side of it was concerned? Yeah, it was huge really? marketing. I'd been here around and heard her even release one of the songs for the commercials. And the commercials were such, you know, state of the art at the time, yeah, ahead of the time, great. so to speak. Yeah. But you two were on well. the way out then, your careers, and probably yeah. I was, it was more you, you know what I mean? Mm, the yeah. footy stadium, when you were yeah. playing Penrith, mm. yeah. it was more your era. You yeah, know? I think it was obviously, um, yeah, taking it in another direction. Mm. And um, it was one of the most successful campaigns mm. I've ever had. Mm. In fact, I think they probably should go back. Yeah, I think that you realise then the game was very popular mm. and at its peak and um, it, was, it was a great sort of um, promotion and it was one that sort of captured everyone's imagination, I think. Everyone, yeah, everyone, mm. everyone really enjoyed it. Better than Thomas yeah, they still, they still like the it. Best, you know, yeah. The tune was great. Simply the best, you know. Yeah. They should still maintain that theme, in my opinion. Yeah. Simi, what was the other thing? Simi, the best. Blow that whistle, ref. Blow that whistle. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> no, it was well, Jimmy Bates. Um, Jimmy Bates. Well, well, what you get is what you see. Yeah, what they yeah. use that. Yeah, it was good. Barnes in. Barnes in. Turn to turn. So a ground like Belmore um, is back as an NRL venue. Um, we're interested to know from, from all of you uh, your most treasured, treasured memories from some of the away grounds uh, you ventured to during your playing days, you know, places like Lidcombe and Cumberland Ovals. Would you agree that there was grounds you played good at all the time and grounds you didn't? Like, yeah. like you look at it, like, yeah. um, I used to love playing at Paramount Stadium and Sharp Park and Leichhardt, uh, and um, Paramount of St George and Canberra shared the same ground one year, so it was, and by the end of the day, end of the season, it was a dust bowl, and we played Parramatta, uh, uh, went down the coast just recently, Dropped in the Mick Crane's pub, and I said, Hey, Crane, remember that day on a Saturday? It was packed, it was like 20,000 Canterbury Power. Uh, I think it was about, I think it was 85, it would have been 1985. Whoever won was going to come in the top three, and the crowd kicked off, and it went dead. It went like out of the field, so we got a penalty straight off the kickoff, and then uh, we scored that set of six and we won 20 0. 
and Mick Cohen goes, Matt, remember many things. I remember that day when the coach said, kick it as hard as you can. <laughs> so they used to love Belmore, especially at the Wog stand, or you couldn't, you can't call that now, but all the Lego mates was out of the Kevin Lego. It's just true. And they are like, yeah. you just love it. They used to sing Happy Birthday to the players and, and that. And um, yeah, it's special. You know, it's like Cobra Oval. When the fans are tasty, like Art Oval, Bramah yeah. Stadium. See if it's able, didn't have a dog track around it? Yeah, seemed to be yeah. the best in you. No, tough, the always a tough game. Who the South City ground was good. Oh, I hated that. I just love it. We used yeah. to struggle with Elmore. Yeah. 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 Redford, yeah. okay, it was so really good. Nah, South Sydney, Redford, 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 and they could smell the hot dogs at the players because there was this wire mesh and everyone's yelling and screaming at the players. You know, that, that was the I remember the first game at Paramount at Cumberland. They parked, we went out by bus, parked the bus, we had to walk all the way from the front all the way around back to the... Because to the, uh, there's only one gate, remember? You had to walk yeah, more than right around, and then all the fans, or the fans, they'd give it to us, they'd throw sticks at us, they'd spit at us, they'd just give us a hard time. But fortunately, we won that game, but it was scary. The scary, oh, like, as a young bloke, just come from, from the bush, you know, walk around there, it was a bit scary, to be honest. So everyone thinks you're older than Peter, because you won a grand final on 79, so everyone thinks you're older, but who's, who's older? Poor you, that. Can you just tell me? He's good, man. Who's <laughs> older? Peter? Yes, Paul. So how, how many years old are you? Yeah, 14 months. Okay. 18 months. And you played for Australia before him? <laughs> Four. Um, So we're always keen to discuss uh, uh, your thoughts on what today's game could learn from your era, but I'll just um, throw out one word just to see where where this goes, Um, scrums. Warren Ryan, he he built a scrum machine and Bruce Smith with a wallaby hooker coming out and used to do an hour training on the scrum machine up and down the field smashing it and that. Yeah, and now, well, like your body's now, like your body now, you think these rugby league's great with neck yeah. stuff and yeah. back sore and that. Yeah, but that was part of the game. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of things in today's rules, they've taken away. They've taken a lot of contests now. Yeah. A scrum was a contest. You know, uh, breaking the ball back was a contest. The, the best thing in rugby league today is one real change is that it's a corner pace. Yeah, all of a sudden, so, so, so yeah, much sensational tries. sensational tries. Yeah, athleticism. It's, it's unbelievable. But it's just so good. It's just been too many. Too many rules change, which just take a lot of contests here. Especially like fans used to go and watch the front rowers go bash each other for the 80 minutes, you know, and now with the, the uh, which I understand because of the, you know, the interchange, you know, once the play ties at 20 minutes, they change them over. Before it's been bashing large and see who's the toughest and the, the fittest, and, and then that's what you sort of got a result for your game. Think about a scrum, the lottery. Because referee can make so many decisions who's going to be yeah. the most second you, you can't have too early. I remember one day we were playing ahead by I think two points right on half time and three rows half back. He threw the ball in the, the second row on the other side so we can get a penalty against Johnny Down who's looking building the new building at half time so don't you ever do that again because he used to take the, the turn because each each week you have to scrum as the one ten nine or ten eight yeah. or whatever and and he, he took it very seriously on um, winning his scrubs, Johnny Dowling. But, uh, so. Well, Parramatta lost the 76 man final to Manly. They scored more tries than Manly. They lost them four scrum penalties. So they turned to the grand final. Mm. 
the same time. Oh, I, I think like, nowadays, the, I think it's good that it's kind of out of the game. Right? The scrums, yeah, the scrum like It takes forever sometimes getting the ball in, but um, yeah, I mean, like, but it takes it. There's so much of a lottery in it. Like, they can throw the ball. The referee can give a penalty at the front, and you win in there. And you're putting pressure on the referee, right? So I think it's better that the game's evolving, right? Um, I just don't like it. You can't tackle hard anymore. But, you know I mean? Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no big... Yeah. Everyone's talking about now of great tries, athleticism. They're sensational players, mm. right? They're bigger and faster than us, right? But you can't compare errors because, like, training's different, the grass is different, the balls are different. The rules are different, so you can't say it was Laurie Day a better player than uh, Benji Marsh or whatever, because it's different areas. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't compare. So I think the game's good, but um, the problem is everyone does the same thing. It's just going to open up a bit more. And, you know, I mean, Do you like, find that Laurie is opposed to um, like overlooking a bunch of candidates for your squad? Do you find that a lot of the players are being taught the same thing at their various clubs? Uh, yeah, I, I think you know most. Most players are well educated, so to speak, on, on football. Um, but what I've found um, happens is that whatever team is successful, everyone will adopt whatever they're doing. How long does that take to do? Well, it depends. Um, you know, so for me, Penrith and the Raiders play an exciting brand of football, and if they're successful, I think it'll break away the mould that we're in at the moment, which is all about. Um, no, uh, completions and second man plays and, and things like that. So I, I'm sort of yeah. hoping that that you know that type, type of footy will will win out because once that wins out, people will start to follow that trend, and then you yeah. get an evolution again of exactly. where the game is is going, and that's how it all all unfolds. I mean, that's how you get different eras and different like, yeah, different styles of footy. It's, it's everyone yeah. follows the leader, and when the dogs were winning, it was more a defensive game and. And in Parramatta, where they were, it was more, you know, use the ball, and then sort of the Raiders and yeah. the Broncos played that. Well, Raiders and Broncos, free. they were sensational. Mm. I played against the Raiders, but they were great to watch because they had like, the best place to attack. I thought well, Ricky, at and you had the best moves from scrums. Yeah. So I can't work out what teams don't do. They have front rows, hit the ball up, a second row off the scrum. But like Laurie said, is that people they try and copy the winners, right? Yeah. So people say, oh, the wrestle's driving mm-hmm. everyone mad. The, the way you get rid of the wrestle is you play footy, right? When Brisbane and Cowboys play, there's no wrestling because they're throwing the ball around, there's one or two in the tackle. Yeah. Where if it's other sides, you just hit the ball up, there's five in the tackle, and it's boring to watch. So Canberra are great to watch, Penrith are great to watch, the Cowboys, they play footy, and there's not much wrestling going on, right? And like Laurie said, if Penrith or Canberra can win a cop, Everyone go, yep, let's play footy again. Yeah. Well, how good was that try on the grand final? Benny Barber's try from the scrum there. Yeah. yeah. That, that was yeah. a flashback, wasn't it? Oh, it was a flashback. It was 85 cricket ground, Turby and me at, uh, against Spellmate. <laughs> so they copied you to that? Yeah, but we copied the wrong coup. I see that even with Flano, our coach in the Sharks last year, I, I, I believe that the Sharks were the fastest side in the front. But what he did, which is he had the two wins in speed, the first hit up, which is what it did in the, the start with mm-hmm. it, he changed that. I thought, you know, before he used to be the winger, just go run across, run across, then just try to find a gap and go forward. But uh, Fletty and, and Holmes, they were just hitting the block like, right, right, 100 mile an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I saw an old game in Parramatta yesterday did you? Yeah. against the Sharks. 
and he was chasing any team, lost his boot. Lost his boot. He didn't get his boot. But when you play, the winger in off a tap was. Oh, mate, that was gold. The wingers are bigger, the wingers are bigger and faster, and they don't do winger in. The best one was that we played, I don't know who we played, Albert, his Albert, his buddy. Winger in, slipping, you're in, slipping shot. Who's the lovely Belmore when you draw the line up and then the winner off the tap? Who me? It was a free shot, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Peter Kelly goes, here he comes. <laughs> Who was the player you most dreaded coming up against um, in a physical sense? That, uh, that, that one bloke you always wanted to avoid because um, you knew he'd hurt you or, or get the better of you? Oh, um... Well, you just respect everybody yeah. out there. You know, you just respect everyone. As in, everyone. team, you've, or so, like you, someone that could hurt you, or someone that could hurt you is in with a hard man. With Kerry, he's kicked the ball downfield against Parramatta, and he'd run down, and the guru got the ball. You're thinking, don't run at me, please don't run at me, because he was like, and then say so like, oh, um, Winnie Graham, like his legs and arms going everywhere, and he went low, he'd knock you out. So not intentionally. I'm talking about Graham because yeah. Peter ran a lot of crab crossfield. But um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. You know, so many out that day at Port Macquarie. Oh, Port, yeah. yeah, Port Macquarie yeah. knocked him clean out because he's new. He, he still chased for years and then we ended up playing together. But the place <laughs> I feared the most, the place I feared the most were the little blokes because yeah. you're hard to get hold of. The bloke runs flat straight, you go happy days because you know where he's going to be and it's just going to be a collision. But mm. the little blokes like yeah. Laurie Spina and blokes like that, they drove you mad, mate, because you couldn't get hold of them. Where if a, if a bloke just runs flat chat, you know. You're going to meet the same, there's going to be a collision. But the little blokes, they make fools of it. Yeah, there's some like players like Al. Like no, oh, Chica. Chica. Never get Chica. But you look at the blokes who the first like over the old Charlie Thrift, the play to the South. If he, if he lines up straight up, he'd knock you right around. You know, absolutely massacred Tony Trudger one day. Just clean him right up. Yeah, just Trudger's run along, he just drove him back. But if you had a bit of a step, Charlie could miss him. Yeah, but if yeah, you, yeah. you lined up, you'd you, you, you actually do a good shot on you. you know? The most kind of the blind side. Mm. Just take the ones he's mm. No better feeling hitting him on the blind side. Yeah. Les Davis, it yeah. was great. I used to love playing it too. Me and Cement. So Cement was from Narrowwood and, and Bundy Les, was from Narrowwood. Uh, you know what you're going to get with yeah. And so it was a bit of a contest, like us two against him. Like, and like, it was tougher than me. Yeah. Like, but you, you get him on the blind side. It's only a five-yard rule. And we were super fit at the dogs. So you'll take the ball up and you look at the ball to get the ball and you can't, you can't see this bloke coming oh, at you. And sometimes you get the ball and bang, you get him right here, it's the best feeling. And, um, and I remember one day at Redfern, hey, well, this day actually got me a beauty, I couldn't breathe, I was like that. He goes, good one, I went, yeah, good one. nearly broke me ribs, but we're friends, you know, like, uh, was that, it, that so was sensational. So used to do that as well, Trevor, for the Dean Lance used to smash him. Yeah, yeah Dean had a big like, reputation, so yeah. you'll wear him when you go out, wouldn't you? When you're out there, you don't look for them. When they're out there, you just got to hope you don't. Playing against Les Boy, great mate off, off the field, but you don't know what you're going to get on there, you know yeah. which way he's going to react, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you play with Terry Regan? Yeah, he's mad. He's tough. Yeah, mad. Mad. Just run through a brick wall. I remember saying... Not much of him, but just... I remember when I played with Jeff Robinson, champion, right? And he'd get on the drinks at the Arvo, we're playing Sunday, <laughs> and he'd be sitting there, everyone would be warming up, and he'd be smoking in the dressing room like that. Shops down, and they go, Yes, Bulldogs, and you just go like that. And he'd run out there and <laughs> figure nothing, and just run flat chat. And he wasn't a big bloke. How many blokes do that? Say, one of the kind. Really? Yeah. Chicky used to smoke. Yeah. Chicky used to sleep under the rubbing table. Same thing, yeah. you warm up. 
he go for a warm up, but then he'd come back down and just lie down. Yeah, yeah Chico did that too. Yeah, half How old did you John Ferguson really was at the end? But like, he's 40 odd for sure. He played an 81 grand final for the Yeah. I think they said he was 30 or 6 or something when he retired. Yeah. Did he play in the 94 grand final? No. Was he Did you play in the 86? For a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> that one? No. Can I tell you that story? Sorry. So Peter goes around telling his one, yeah, 1,000 grand finals. And so. I can't remember him playing the 86 grand final, but I remember him holding the trophy with Frank Price and throwing on the field, right? His story gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they do the grand finals of the past all the time, and it's the worst game I've ever played, the worst game I've ever I've never really thought I've watched it. What was your score in the end, though? You, you, got, you beat us 4-2, right? I had the worst game I've ever played, right? I was in the grand final. And I watched it at the end, and with one minute to go, Number 52, Peter Wincomfort. <laughs> the highest number player in a grand final in the history of rugby league. Yep. So he runs on for one minute. Like Was it 52 or 55? 52. 52, that's right. Number 52 runs on, doesn't do a tackle, and doesn't touch the ball, and the area is holding the shield with front price. That is the best. Is that <laughs> number 52? Almost. Tell him about 52. Almost. What happened with number 52? Well, the real story is we got in first grade grand final and the reserve grade grand final. So the coach set me as a fresh reserve. Coach Jack Gibson was it? No, no, no. no, no so we played a reserve grade, and those days they were allowed to keep one or two on the bench wing. So yeah. I, was, I didn't play reserve grade, played first grade, come on the second half towards the end, and made a couple of tackles. No, yeah. because <laughs> how'd you get the number fifty-two? Line for Langback every chance. I could how, how'd you get the number fifty-two on your back? Oh, that's right. It's oh, Ron yeah, Messi. That was. Yeah, how did that work? I didn't want to tell him. No, tell him, Ron Messi. No, no, no. It was Bob O'Reilly. What happened was that I got knocked out a couple of times that year. I came back and the Australian heavyweight chin got knocked out after 52 seconds. So Riley put, put a 52 on the jersey. And in the program, he also put the bloke's name and got knocked out. Right? <laughs> and then the following week, they changed it, kept the 52 to put Peter in instead of the, the boxer. <laughs> What's your one bugbear of the um, modern game on field or admin wise? Um, and how can a game go about fixing it? Or is the man? Or is the man? Oh, fixing. Um, <laughs> Video ref. Um, video ref. Yeah. No, you strip. Strip is video ref. You should be able to hold the ball if you're doing once. Exactly, yeah. If you stand in the table, that's your problem, someone will rip the ball out. I, I, I don't like players. Oh, probably other. judiciary for me. Yeah. yeah. That's inconsistency. Inconsistency yeah. and people miss games for minor offences. Yeah. I think there should be a monetary penalty. Especially um, now how the rules change. Like the, when the, the judiciary for those rules, like... Around here was a, a fair tackle. Now they go here, they get signed. Yeah. You know, so. Well, the problem but is you get you get you get a minor offence, and if you've got carryover points, you can miss a grand final yeah. or a state of origin they're changing, game. Aren't they? Well, especially I don't know. I think they need to. Look and they're changing the, uh, more points for origin and. Uh, yeah. Well, they have it. Well, well, they have done that. The games get modernised each, each year, but the, the rules of the. the it's what I was getting to. Yeah. The rules are made in nine and eight, yeah. but it's but a tough, it's a tough slope. The judiciary is hard. I was on it for four years. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a very tough job. I and mean, even one of your players, Tony Landon. Did you wipe out Craig Smith? As a player, I was on the judiciary yeah. and we, had, we gave a real hint to Mr. Grant from that at Tulmahari. Who was that? John Lomax. Oh, played yeah. probably the best player all year yeah. in the front row. I was against North when he got sent off. Yeah. So he missed the Grand Final. Artie Beach missed the Grand Final. I was born You know what I'm saying? Who else Lucky missed the Grand Final. I've always missed it, but it's just trying, as a player, you feel for him. But I think if the if the way it is at the moment, though, like some of those penalties, they probably deserve. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know what, yeah. but um, 
when uh, like Wade Graham, for instance, this yeah. year, oh. he got charged with a minor offence mm. and missed an Origin game. Like, mm. That could have been his one and only. Yeah. And that's where Ricky uh, Stewart took the early good. So you say we missed the semi-finals. So how should Wade Graham? What was the options for Wade Graham? Fine. I, I thought a fine, yeah, yeah. Or, or instead of you know, if there's a hundred points yeah. to miss a NRL game, yeah. you've got to have two hundred and fifty to miss Origin or, origin or, or, or Grand Final. Grand final. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough system. It's yeah. tough, tough on the player yeah. to miss games yeah. like that. Graham, you had a really good idea about reaching out to do participants. Yeah, I just I think the we all we watched the Big Bash. What the cricket's been doing very well is um, each time the big bash is on, they're saying um, you know, to go register cricket with your, with your local team. And I think that's what we need to do is, is in our game, like when the game's on, being televised by Chill 9 or Fox Sports or whatever uh, football shows, they should all, always go back to um, uh, for, you, for the, the young players to go register with the club to play in rugby league. And also, and I like the idea how they have hero. Hero of the problem that we need is that cricket has a lot of slow gaps between it. With football's fast, they actually do it during the game. Mm. So they have to be half time before the game because yeah, yeah, but that's still yeah, no, I think it's a great put, idea. Put it, put it at the bottom of the screen, yeah. Uh, instead of talk, talk about it half time or yeah. whatever, full time or something like that. So there's plenty, plenty of options, even in. But have a hero in a week. Or something like that. Yeah, simple answer. Yeah. So let's turn to State of Origin now. Um, is Origin getting to the stage where it's almost another sport in itself? But every player aspires to play for their state. Mm. You know, it's such yeah. a, a great honour. It's such yeah. a, you know, for a great game. You know? yeah. It's different for the easy it's, oh, it's, it's 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 tougher, Everything it's faster, it's 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 just yeah, it's it's the best. I mean, um, everyone wants to play for their country, but um, Origin is is the biggest game we have. Like you know, representing Australia is the greatest honour. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the biggest and and the, and the build up, mm. it's like three grand finals. Even if it's the series is one, yeah, the third game is still a contest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's three grand finals in the middle of the year. People watch it who don't even follow football, right? Yeah. So the so the casual uh, viewer will watch it. Okay, so yeah. AFL is not on. That's why they'll never play Origin on a weekend because you're competing against AFL, you're competing against everything. It'll always stay during the week, mm. right? It will, right? For hotels, you know, accommodation, everything, right? Um, and people who are casual, they watch Origin, but they might watch the grand final. Mm. It's on everybody's bucket list. Go to a state yeah. 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 Everyone takes a position. Mm. Yeah. Either a Queenslander supporter yeah. or a it's, 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 some, yeah. it's something that the other sports who are in contests, they can't emulate. AFL tried to do it. They they do it. Yeah. And then we lost so many series in New South Wales initially. Right? And, and then they got we a had one member here who was part of the first winning State of Origin team. In 1985, you're right to win. Hey, well, no, nothing's changed. It was so important to us those days to win that, to win that series. Uh, and I always remember the first training session we had at the cricket ground. Terry Fernie came in, and his opening line was, "An opportunity to do something that no one else has done." That was the motivation for the whole series. 
But even when you're playing for Queensland, it's like leading up to state origin and training, they change. They don't even talk to you. You, you would have found out the yeah, end, yeah, but they talk to you. When people oh, move yeah. to Queensland, you say, yeah, Queensland. No, no, I still support the Blues. Yeah, so yeah. relationship with Melbourne's a little bit nicer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, in the lead up yeah. and sort of during it, oh, after, depending on who, who won or yeah. lost, you'd come back to training and yeah. it was. I mean, not frosty, but you wouldn't be, you sort of wouldn't be sort of. I remember playing at Lang Park and Tony yeah, Curry was playing in the centres for us as a Queenslander. He tried to bite me, man, and, and we just hate each other. It's, it's, just, it's insane. Yeah. And now I forget, hey, what about that one? I tried to bite you. Yeah, that's good, mate. Yeah. Same as Chris Field. Yeah. My name is Chris Field. He played the Eels first yeah. tackle. Dead set Belton. So we had my chance. Yeah, got me the time. That's, that's what it's all about. Once it's over, it's all sort of. For yeah. yeah. the lead up, they're all pissed. Very stand up, you're super Queenslanders. But you can't do that anymore. Yeah, fight and, and, and shoulder charge and yeah. actually tackle hard anymore. It, it's completely different now. It's yeah. yeah. so thinking. intense now. Such players are thinking all the time, aren't they? Yeah, they, 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 know, they know how long they've got to go. They're yeah. thinking all the time how to win it. Yeah. 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 And it's the speed of the game, that's the thing, yeah. big factor with it. And it's just, it, the ball like, can be in play for 12 or 13 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the game goes that quick, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you look up and go, it's half time. Yeah. Well, you come on, you started the fight, and it'd be all and brawl. You and Tony Rampling at the Lake Park. Wasn't Tony Rampling. Was you? Was you into the king? It was you. And finally, we finished off the discussion by asking, uh, what would you guys say is the legacy from your 80s and 90s playing days which you left behind as your contribution to the game? If I think of a legacy... I just think back where we, we come from the country, mm. the country town, and every year you used to have the city country game, play the Sydney cricket ground. And as a kid, I always watched those games. And it was always, always in me. I never gave up on the fact I was hoping I'd achieve that goal of running out in the Sydney cricket ground, out through the member stand, down on the big open arena, playing for country. And that was, and then the next step was to then get play the city, city get the, the city next step play. was to get the New South Wales, and the next step was to get the Australia. It's like a climb up the ladder. You just, Never ever given something. You, know, you just right. thought about every minute of the day, you know. And I just thought that everything else was secondary in my life. I was sure it was the same. Everything you was miss, secondary. Growing yeah. up in the country, you wouldn't miss the game. Yeah, you'd be on television. Like rugby league was what it was all about. Yeah. Playing that game, no matter what. Yeah. So you said that you were the place of the big events in the game. Laurie's a country yeah. boy. He's a junior boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a country boy. I don't know. Did you play the cricket? Did you come through and get an opportunity? I never played the cricket. I got five minutes one day in a semi-final. Yeah, I never, never played there. Because the last game was 87 grand final. That's what Raiders, yeah. Yeah, the Raiders were beat by Manly. Did you come on to No, I played the game before that. got five minutes, I think. The last five minutes. Because Chris had Sullivan and... Ivan Henjack with half. But you were a city boy. What did you want to do? What was rugby league Play first grade football. Because my brother played. He's 14 years old and played dependent from Parramatta. Hold the record first five tries in a game. Against the Englands and the legends right? at Penrith Park. Um, and so it's always been blood. Um, you always had a football, kicking footballs, and, and always, you know. Um, and I think you just had this, it was when we were growing up, just for us, because we were a bit younger, but it was so, you were so proud to be a local, say in Parramatta, because you, if you made third grade, you made third grade, made second grade, like, it was a big thing, you know. And these days, it's under 20s, it's a completely different system. Um, so it was sen- sensational to go and watch. There's, like Steve Geller lived in the same street as me. There's all these guys that you, you want to be like, okay? Um, and then coming to Canterbury, I think 
where you say that the legacy going to Canterbury was that um, Bob McCarthy and Gary Stevens were so successful at South, they brought them to the Bulldogs. And they taught the Bulldogs how, how to win. They trained hard. And from that day, they they put Canterbury on the map of, you know, of success is demanded. Because you've got to have winning players who teach the other. You learn more from players than coaches. I think, I think what you're saying is, is exactly what the Dragons said. Their legacy is pre when we got there. Yeah. You know, you, St George did 11 grand mm. finals, and then you had the same Australian players like Chenga Langland, you know, and Billy Smiths, you know, and you go right through your Red Scouts, you know, the legacy is always before you, you know, and what you try to do is maintain that legacy. And you're saying for the parents, you yeah, yeah, so, you know, What you're saying is yeah. it's for Cameron St George, but these two are different because they were the like, like successful success. So yeah. everyone looks back now and say, the 80s, like looks back mm. to Laurie Daly, Ricky yeah. Stewart, mm. you know, Bradley Clyde, they were like the St George. And and you, know, so yeah, you know what I think is a big thing? The fans. I really find the Parramatta fans, even though Parramatta might go bad, not, you know, they lose or lost all their points last year, the fans don't give up on them. If the players go out there and play, play well, play yeah, well. Yeah, if they crack. play well, the yeah. fans don't care about the winning or losing. They just want their players to go out there and play their heart out. That's the thing I like. Yeah, they're just so loyal. Would you make it be right for the point? Yeah, the point there is that. Sometimes I'd like to see the current players give more credit to the, the, the previous players, like way before my time, you know, the, the game is because of what they did way before us, you know, and where they get now, which is a, a great game of football, they get well paid. It's, it's not what we did, it's the people who prior to us. So we, they we, we came from the bush to play so, you know, so I want to ask Laurie, Laurie's in the bush and stayed in the bush of Canberra, didn't you? Did, yeah. you, yeah. you? did you want to come to, was there a team in Sydney you want to play for, or was there anything? Oh, you, you yeah, not at, the, not at the start. No? Um, I think um, I, Canberra was the club of choice because it was, yeah. just right. felt like a, a yeah. country sort of town. Yeah. I wasn't ready to sort of move to, to Sydney. Um, I had a few offers sort of at the time in the middle of the yeah. 90s we actually thought about maybe moving on but at the end of the day yeah. playing yeah. with your mates yeah. and, and playing yeah. with a great club and, mm. and having success yeah. it sort of keeps you Keep sort you of in. there you know you don't you, you're not looking for too much else there's a bush club we had to come to Sydney to play at that level yeah. that was it that was the, that was the dream yeah.